Welcome to the new Cyber Frontier, bringing you the latest news and initiatives that focus on the development of cybersecurity economics. You don't have to be a computer or cybersecurity expert to get plugged in. Your host brings it straightforward, asks the tough questions, and brings the cyber world to a level of understanding for everyone. You can find us on the web at www.newcyberfrontier.com. Now join our host as he introduces the topic for today's New Cyber Frontier. Welcome to today's episode of New Cyber Frontier. As you can see, we have quite the roundtable in studio here. Uh, we have Tim Montgomery, you know, being uh, a host of some of our shows, Nate Moser, and Dennis Cater, and Chris Gorog, as uh, most of you might know me already, sometimes I don't, I forget to tell you who I am. But welcome, Thank you. Uh, thanks today, for, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. So these two also do their own podcast. So yep. we have the Smalls, right? Is that the name right. of the podcast? Uh, no, Smalls, the cast Smalls Cast Podcast. podcast. The Smalls Cast. So very little they talk about. That's right. <laughs> small content. 30 seconds long each time. Yeah. It's Great a, things come in awesome. small packages, though. So. Like There's all kinds of puns we can think about. <laughs> we'll stay away from the obvious ones. <laughs> Go on for that. Uh, we'll talk about circles again. No. Yeah. No. Hey, so <laughs> talk about that. What's what's yeah. up with the podcast? So, well, so uh, let me start with the smalls because most people may not know about that. So we have uh, we run a, a, a nonprofit organization called the Colorado Small Government Contractor Collaborative, and that's a lot of words to say so aka the smalls i, I like that better yeah, yeah. and yeah. so what, what we started out doing mm-hmm. was um i used to meet i'm a business development guy for for a, a government contractor here in town and we were meeting with several of the other government contractors and they would, went man wouldn't it be good if we could get together like on a regular basis more often and i said yeah well why don't we do that and they're like what i said get together more often and have a meeting and they're mm-hmm. like oh yeah it's a good idea so i said well, let's start doing that so we started and it started with just a couple of us and went from, you know, two to three to five to 10 to 15 to 20 to 30 to 40. Wow. It just kept growing. Yeah. And so uh, we started um, that. And then um, one of the guys came down from Aurora and said, hey, could we start having a meeting up in Aurora? And I'm like, sure, why not? So we started having meetings up in Aurora. Um, and then Nate asked me one day, hey, can we do a meeting down in Pueblo? I'm like, sure, let's do one in Pueblo. <laughs> and so we started having meetings in Pueblo. And uh, it's kind of just mushroom from there. Um, we set up a website a couple of years back. Um, we just revamped that here over, over the COVID. Um, we revamped our website and then, um, we started actually doing our podcast. Uh, we talked about it, uh, Nate and I for a while, like, Hey, we should do something else. Let's, let's talk about doing some other kind of forum. Yeah. So we had monthly meetings in all three locations. We started doing quarterly meeting, quarterly yeah, events yeah, with, uh, government primes. Yeah. Uh, Lockheed Martin and Northrop were the two that we got done before the COVID. And then we were going to start doing an annual um, conference with all the small business offices here in in that represented all the government agencies, well, at least the DOD agencies here in Colorado. What else happened kind of as we started doing this evolution of things was um, Nate and I quickly decided that it wasn't just about the small government contractors getting together. It's the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the smalls can't really live without the large companies. The large need the smalls. We also need support services. So we need, you know, lawyers, uh, accountants, IT folks. If you're starting a small government contractor, you need all those kind of services. Yeah, Sorry about that. Good. And then, and then uh, also you need, um, uh, you know, if you're starting a government contracting, 
company and you don't have any idea how to do it, you need some of those other services like the uh, procurement technical assistance centers, the small business development centers, yeah. those kind of organizations. So we started partnering with them. And then um, we added about – it's probably two years ago now, right? The manufacturing piece. Yes, manufacturing mm-hmm. about two years ago. I'll let you talk in a minute here. I mean, I'm going on. That's, that's too okay. Much caffeine I'm used to it on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we so – we, uh, You're right. Just the face. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He just smiled. I'll get my man. turn. He's a good-looking guy. He brings the looks to this. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Gotcha. So we, we started um, adding manufacturers because if you're going to make a product – you need people to build it, at yeah. least the prototypes for it. So we started adding manufacturing in. So all that kind of, it's all just kind of mushroomed over the last, uh, we started in 17, technically, October mm-hmm. 2017. So uh, we're coming up on our four-year anniversary, I guess. And so it's just been, uh, it's been good. It's been a good ride. So can I talk now? You can. Okay. So to, now to fast forward into the podcast realm. Yes. So That's we easy. originally started How talking, ap- <laughs> after we became an actual nonprofit, a, a 501c6, we started saying, well, okay, what are we also going to offer? This is pre-COVID. So right. we started talking, well, let's maybe do um, vlogs, blogs on the website. So the website is thesmalls.org, and everything is located out there, all of our contact information. But we started we, – we were like, well, at these events, let's just buy a little bit of equipment just to record 4K video, grab somebody out of the crowd, and talk about their company, right, mm-hmm. for like a five- to eight-minute little – Blog, he's in there. 30 seconds. What, whatever there is. Yeah, he kept saying lower and lower. But the 10 miles. Exactly. So, uh, so we, we were going to, we were working that. Um, Chris, I believe the first time I came here was February of last yeah, year. You, you've I was been here. on I recorded. I long ago, but you Yeah, February of last year, which I'm pretty sure I had COVID at the time because I kept coughing. That was before COVID was a thing, though. I wasn't feeling too well after that myself. So, <laughs> I apologize if someone that gave COVID or something. Right but that was before even the hype <laughs> about it. That, yeah, that was, that was before. It, off. it was before. So it was probably me. Yeah, you brought it from where? to? <laughs> I, I don't know. North Dakota. Wherever I came from. Yeah. Uh, so in the meantime, at, so after we'd record the podcast, um, we had decided, well, let's now let's start doing more and more podcasts. Um, so we, instead of buying our own equipment, we started having studios in town here, uh, Century Pueblo, C21, Library C21, mm-hmm. recording um, studio. all different locations where we had professional studios where we were going to record at. Awesome. The very first podcast we had booked was U.S. Space Force and Space Force Association. And, uh, that was March 13th of last year, Friday the 13th. And that was good day to start. The, the, the podcast was supposed to, no. The podcast was getting to is it did. <laughs> the podcast was supposed to be on Monday the sixteenth, yeah. that first day, the thirteenth at noon. I get the email from the studio saying, "Hey, due to COVID, this new COVID thing, we're shutting down." Oh. So we're like, "Well, what are we gonna do? I, I want to keep going." So I literally focused on on going on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist eBay. that entire weekend, eBay. Um, meeting people in like I met, the, I remember there was this one lady I met. I needed microphones just to get this thing off. Yeah. So I said, "We're still going to do this, Dennis." Dennis is like, "Yeah." He wasn't a big fan of the podcast thing at first. Anyway, he's like, "Nobody listens to podcasts." I said, "Well, you don't obviously know anything." So, because um, <laughs> everybody listens to podcasts nowadays. So, well, it really exploded now, right? I mean, yeah, it really has. COVID has really exploded. Well, yeah. Certainly got more time. Yeah. Than so, more yeah. Time, so. so I bought a recorder from some dude out of a parking lot in. Uh, fountain, I think. Uh, I picked up a really nice recorder. It was an old one, but um, and then I picked up two microphones from a lady driving a white Lexus in Southside Walmart in Pueblo. 
One was a My Little Pony karaoke <laughs> microphone, and the other one was a, an old 1974 Schumer microphone. And we love the My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so, we still use it. Got good followers, <laughs> I, we, we record it on time, but I had to pull all this crap together. We're bronies, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I literally recorded that first podcast. I took a picture yeah, in the middle of like the podcast. Part of doing that. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like I was doing a brown paper deal. bag. Yeah, gives <laughs> he slips for hundred dollars. No, it's not over. <laughs> <laughs> it was ten dollars for those two microphones. Thank you very much. I'm like, why yeah, this pony microphone? Let me see that. She Generic. just stole it from Walmart a few minutes prior. There's a kid crying somewhere. <laughs> Probably hurt kid. I don't know. He's in the back crying. Mama needs $10. I'm taking the microphone. So, uh, yeah. So, that first, if you go on our website, you'll see under our podcast page, I took a picture of us recording that very first podcast. I did not use the My Little Pony. I wish I would have now, but yeah. I actually used the old Shure microphone. With rubber bands. I literally hung it from a, a camera tripod. Um, from the handle of the camera tripod and uh, with rubber bands, how I did the very first podcast. So from there, um, we have now exp exploded uh, on the podcast. I checked again the other day. We're now 42 different states listening wow. to us on a weekly basis in 15 different countries. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. On a weekly basis. So we're not quite at the 40 million listens uh, every single week, but, you know, we'll get there. As soon as we can get uh, Joe Rogan on the show for us, Rogaine. Joe, listen to us. Keep gain. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> if you keep doing that, he's not going to come on. Sure. That's recorded now. Just kidding, Joe. <laughs> so, I'm sure I'm not the and first. by the way, so you, you did use my full name. I, now that I have, have, we do have our own podcast, I do have the radio personality of Just Nate, right? So, Just Nate. It's just so, there's Nate. another story behind that, too. So, we're doing this interview we're doing a webinar with some other company and and they have foreign people come on it once in a while so she sees this thing in there just nate so she goes oh hello just and she's talking and hey just and we're looking at you like what the heck is just and she goes uh just you have anything to say and he's like oh do you mean just just Nate? I thought you were French. I'm sorry. So, so now we joke around. He's just Nate. All right. Well, let's, let's take a break here. We have some sponsor spots to put in. We'll be right back. Cyber Resilience Institute helps build strong cyber communities designed to prevent members from attack. Like building a neighborhood watch, it takes coordination and a sharing community to protect our identities and valuables in the virtual world. Typically, we hear that organizations know they need to do something to protect their cyber assets, but don't know where to begin. Let Cyber Resilience Institute help your community create an action plan. Cyber Resilience Institute will build your community or business marketplace so that it is designed to support a collective cyber defense. Contact them for more information at cyberresilienceinstitute.org. Welcome back to New Cyber Frontier. <laughs> Doing some joking on the break. Um, uh, we have joke. just that was Nate. <laughs> and do you, you do anything short? I don't. I just <laughs> D or Dennis. Yeah. DK. Yeah, DK. D. Okay. Just D. D. And we have <laughs> the big D. Heavy T. D. I go by Heavy T. D. Just T. Just T. So my, we're all French today. My sponsor cadets, and they, they, the the one cadet uh, 
gave me heavy D. Uh-oh. I'm heavy D now. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, heavy. <laughs> instructor D. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we do need to talk about cybersecurity. Maybe we can get. We get there. <laughs> this is a three-hour episode, right? Max is back there, like I'm not doing the production on a three-hour episode. So, so let's do talk cyber because that that is important, um, particularly in this community. So, as I mentioned, we we've got about 500 corporate members in our in our group now, and as as I stated, we're in the three different city groups. We also are starting to look at doing something maybe out in, um, if you guys would like to join us, uh, Grand Junction, big, big Grand J. And then down off out in Grand J. We do want to do something out there. Durango somewhere on there. Durango is the other one. We've been asked, we were asked before the vid hit, we were asked to actually to do some stuff out there and then stuff kind of fell away, but we we would like to kind of refocus on that. Um, So anyways, um, you know, cybersecurity, particularly in Colorado Springs, with rebranding, I think they're going by Cyber Mountain now, right? Is that the new rebrand? Space Mountain. No, it's Cyber Mountain, I thought. I don't think you use Space Iron. Mountain. That's probably a Disney thing. Anyways, <laughs> so the, the city's yeah, trying to make a big push. Copyright, so. You know, we just had the National Cyber Center on our podcast and the Space ISAC. Um, you know, they're they're continuing to make a big push here. But cyber security in the DOD space. Now, we've kind of – the smallest has gone beyond just DOD. We're government contracting right so oh, you're picking up we basically we, everybody yeah but i mean the entire yes. ecosystem you weren't yeah. even doing companies that don't have government work right now i mean well the, the other so he brought in this i'll tell you something else really funny so he goes hey dennis i got this company for a podcast i'm like yeah what is it he goes, it's a water bottle company i'm like how's that what's that got to do with government contracting so like the good metal ones no no no, no. oh so a model m-o-d-l outdoors, outdoors. Model outdoors. really cool what they are the Swiss Army knife. No, water's first multi tool. Yeah, water's first army knife. I'll have to check it out. Whatever you say. <laughs> multi tool. Multi tool. Water's first multi tool. Really cool water bottle. We won't go into it. But I'm like, what's this guy do with government contracting? He goes, well, they're, they're selling it to the government, to the army and stuff. I'm like, oh, all right. So, anyways, it was really good. It was a good podcast, too, by the way. But um, so, anyway, so cybersecurity, um, you know, that obviously permeates not just the DOD, it's, it's all of the service it's all over the government right and yeah. so and it's become as you guys know more and more of an issue we, t- we were talking before we got on today about the gas mm-hmm. company getting hacked and all that but from a dod perspective if you look at infrastructure if you look at you know all the weapon systems and then just our general admin systems everything right is is cyber related now and it's and it, it is i will tell you it is we talk about baked in or adding on you know really now everything that we're doing it's all baked into the systems I was so. going to say that that's that's one thing I see with the the government contracting, all the RFPs, cybers, whatever. Well, cybersecurity is a piece of it. Yeah. So you know, like I have a cybersecurity startup, and we're always looking to partner with somebody on a little piece of of a project, right? Because of that. But it's like, how would they then transition, or why isn't it happening that they focus on cyber as a here's an initiative we want instead of being a, a bolt on? I I think the reason for that is I, I've. I used to build very large DOD systems. And of course, at that time, that was die cat package days and stuff like that. So cyber was, was kind of the afterthought. That's when cyber first kind of, I'll say. When Cyber's the, when always the, been there. Cyber's been there, but that. DOD, when they really first focused on, now we need to have a die cat package and an ATO or authority right. to offer it. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of an afterthought. Yeah, both on. Like, we got the system now as due to cyber. But the, right. prob- the problem still is, is that. I don't think people want to, still they still don't want to pay for it, right? I mean that's that's what it's all always boils down to. If you want to boil that in, you want me to run or push the cyber requirements down to my subcontractors, um, 
that are commercial contractors, they'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, pay me an extra million dollars because we're not doing that. It's a commercial product. Our product is on the Walmart shelf or something like that. We don't care about cybersecurity, right? Product, yeah, it's a yeah. cost product. Now, if you want, if you want to develop your own product, we'll we'll definitely do that. We'll talk about integrating it in later. Yeah. But usually, the DoD customers that I've I've worked with don't they they can't understand. Well, why would it cost more? It should just be part of it. Well, the commercial side hasn't caught up. So especially mm-hmm. if you're using commercial companies, which so you're taking something that's off the shelf and saying, well, it's not doesn't have cyber in it, so you got to get with a company that does that, put it together. And yeah, it's it could be simple. Simple. I had a uh, I was working on a radar system where, you know, the the way that the radar control box talked with the core and the operator was FTP, and you know we had to shut that down. But in, by shutting it down, no, meant we no longer had control of the of the control box. And the government's like, well, I don't understand why why they developed that way. I'm like, well, because it's free. It's the, that's the way it was designed. I can't tell a company change your entire design without coming to the table with the money to say the new, mm-hmm. the newer systems. Though, I would say it's all the new stuff that's being built is it's thought of from the get go. Um, but we have so much leg so many legacy systems out that's, there. Yeah. And if you think about it, like I was in the army, so you know, say we just want to change the radio. Well, how many radios in the army? There's millions of people. Right. And, you know, if you say it's 500,000 systems, well, that's a lot. And it's all over the planet. Right. right? So yeah. this stuff is, it's not nice. easy. Oh. Yeah. The, and they don't the, buy the, cybersecurity. They buy the radio. They yeah. buy the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Cybersecurity yeah. is not a separate thing usually. And and we're even yeah. seeing that now. Every, every contract used to have kind of like a cyber, well, in the past 10 years, the contracts used to have a, a separate cybersecurity entity part of it and but now they're they're pulling cybersecurity out into its own division kind mm-hmm. of and doing all those contracts under one big cyber contract now yeah, the tsa just recently did that so exactly what happened to them over so, the past 18 months yeah and that's what we've been looking at for years is cybersecurity as almost like a spider web of how it connects to everything yeah and then you could sell the cybersecurity separately well well, and even that, you know, when you talk about that, so I used to work for the Missile Defense Agency, you know, and you were upgrading all the systems. There was 132 sites globally, and to yeah. bring everybody up to the same standards, you know, that's yeah. lots of bucks. To well, do my that. my understanding is that the the on this on this latest hack that just happened, right on the on the pipeline, um, it was a software as a service that introduced the malware called DarkSide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which you could say that. CMMC or, or cybersecurity controls aren't going to help protect against that. But what it boils down to is I don't think they were updating their 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 code every week or whatever, their software. Uh, they weren't pushing patches out to their systems. So that's how it got in. Well, on the infrastructure side, they're not – I would say that's a big hole right now. In, in, in manufacturing and infrastructure, that's where the – I think that's where the soft spots are. People haven't really thought about that. Manufacturing, I mean, look at a manufacturing plant, all the pieces in there too, right? Mm-hmm. From from the robots to the machinery to the computers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole big space there where they're they're moving now, but it, it's also an area that didn't get a lot of attention initially. And he just brought up CMMC. So in in the DOD space, uh, about a year ago, I guess, maybe two now, uh, the Office of Secretary of Defense put out a mandate that we're all going to start a cyber maturity model certification. So all DOD contractors have to be CMMC, so CMM certified now, um, and it will be put in all your contracts. So if you are not corporately at a certain level of cyber maturity, you cannot even bid on a contract. 
Um, so they're trying to, so they, 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 they've determined that like, you know, 80% of all in, um, intelligence and property um, IP theft is being done at the government contractor facilities, for instance. And so now what they've decided is you have to get your in-house IT up to, up to standard, right? Not let alone, you know, the, the, the programs you're supporting the military on, but actually your own internal stuff. Yeah. So that's a big movement. Let's take a break here from our sponsor. We'll be right back. But I want to talk about that some more. Welcome back to New Cyber Frontier. <laughs> On today, talking with the Smalls team. We'll just leave it at that this time. Team Smalls. I like team it. Smalls. I, mean, I told you that's what I wanted to say. Heavy D and the, and the <laughs> Team Smalls. Big T and the Team Smalls. <laughs> I've been watching the Swamp People. You guys ever seen Swamp People? We're binge watching it, man. Occasionally, I'm not, not a binge man. on that topic. I'm dude, sorry. Dude. It's about alligator hunting in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, we just learned something about you. <laughs> it's awesome. And they got this guy riding. <laughs> <laughs> they got this guy riding in the uh, in one of those. Uh, what do they call that with the big windmill? Tur- uh, Fan boat, uh, fan boat, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his name's Salt his name's Big T, and he's he's riding in the fan boat. Big T, going to get them alligators. Awesome, we're still getting hate mail. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so CMMI or C two M two, whatever we're calling it. CMMI, but C two M two, it's C no CMM cybersecurity configuration maturity model. C two M two, that one. Cyber maturity model certification, CMMC. Yeah. It's the it's the successor to NIST 800-171. That's right. And it's like it is like CMMI for software, which is their certification for software development. They have standards. So CMMC has five levels. And so based on the type of size of your company and the type of work you're going to do, you have to meet certain levels. So, five levels. So like So I I I've heard this all before. I'll okay. just go back to go. this okay. this point, right? There was this NIST 171, there yeah. was a RMF framework. Yep. Right. There was die cap. There's been a sequential string. No, so the big difference. So this is different. This now, is, I well, hear everybody different. saying now, that. Here's why it's different. Okay. So on on the NIST piece and on the former efforts they were doing, you just had to have a plan in place to show you were making efforts to becoming certified or, or, or meet all the the requirements, requirements. three year revolution exactly. yeah but you just so, kept on having to show yeah the poem list just kept getting longer and just staying well know, then it went back to the dollar thing right it's going to cost money to implement yeah. these things so we'll get to it well cmmc mm-hmm. now you cannot bid until you are that as certified at that cmmc level so for instance our already been put in place for, is it, it going to be being, next year no it's right it's being put in place right seven now. contracts this year so far that have been let that saying that you have to be at CMMC level three right now um, for some of the bigger boys. So they are implying it. They're, you have, I, I, yeah, they're, I, they're I, done. I, said this I will almost years. believe it when I see it. No, then, it's happening. I've seen this can kick yeah. down the road every year. It's so happening. It it's seems happening. like for a decade, yeah. That's why, though. That's why they're changing this. Kicked down yeah. yeah, that is exactly why. So they said yeah. we've lost trillions and trillions, hundreds of trillions of dollars 
on intellectual property because yeah um we don't have our stuff because so we keep on going yeah 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 we'll get a little there. bit about the department of energy has got the c2 into uh with their utilities uh and the way they're doing this a robust assessment i mean how is that impacting the small business community um have not have seen, seen much on, no no haven't seen anything on that yeah, maybe it's just uh interjecting with some of the uh, uc boulder professors and they were talking about all the renewable energy in rail golden right, right. And has started to come out with many contracts and grant money to support their um is is basically integration for a lot right. of renewable energy into the grid right the smart grid and, the, and it's encompassing ideas like the smart city idea so and they've got a uh, tremendous amount of emulation to support injecting vulnerability assessments and this c2 into concept um, it's probably similar. So the, the D, this is CMMC's DOD only right now, but they envision it going all U.S. government, state, so federal. That may be a similar. Yeah, I was thinking. What I'm thinking of is because DOE utilities side. we're talking about almost the Internet of Things, embedded systems. Yeah, something that might be slightly well, different from the context in which DOD. And utilities, utilities typically are privately owned too, so yeah. um, they could be pushing that. On that side, well, the Department well, of Agriculture has also got something similar to it as well, but they've got their own concept. Of it. I, I, I would fully expect DOE to get get on board with the CMMC yeah. level. No, they, they. I mean, you think of a power plant, yeah. you could do some massive damage. Oh yeah, if by taking down our grid. So. so well, and Katie Arrington from OSD, who's heading this whole effort right now, she's a former senator, I think from Georgia. I'm sorry, Katie, if I got the wrong state. But she uh, she's the one driving this whole thing. From, they hired her to run this program, and she was stating that it's going to go U.S. government wide. This is the pilot, if you will, to kick it off and get it moving. It's actually taken them a little longer. Like you mentioned, it was supposed to already theoretically it was supposed to really have kicked in already. Last year. Now, well, end of last year. year. Yeah, it was September of last year is when they're supposed to have the first contract let. The big issue is what the a lot of the government contractors are going to are going. Hey, it's going to cost money for us to update all our infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. we we're gonna need some funding to help do this. The small, so the small guys. Smalls, how they can afford that? Is there going to be a government? Hey, there's a fifty thousand dollar. Anybody so, can take it to, to get you up to that speed? So so up front, the government's saying they're not paying to, for you to get your original certification. But after you get your certification, they're saying to maintain that certification, they will allow you to put that cost, roll that cost into your overhead and get reimbursed for it in subsequent years for your certification. So if you're on an active contract, you can roll it. If you're on an active contract, to win an active contract. Now, there's companies out there. Uh, you, I think you've already talked to them already. Double Dog Cybersecurity, right? They're the, they're really designed their entire business model around the small business. So instead of there's some companies out there that are saying we'll get you CMMC certified, give us a check for a hundred thousand dollars, we'll have it done in the next three months, whatever. Mm-hmm. Devil Dog does it a different way. They're doing a subscription based service where they're making it so small companies can afford it. So they're taking that hundred thousand dollars, whatever it may be, and ch- and getting it down into smaller pieces so they can afford it and pay for it over time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the only way that small business will be able to do it. I've heard I've been in on on NDIA talks with uh with CMMC uh folks and and on the government side and they've made comments of we know there's gonna be forty percent of the small businesses going out of business because of this. Or not gonna be able to perform DOD contractor work as a sub either because you have if you're the prime 
you have to be CMMC, CMMC certified and, and, your and your subs. So you have to flow those requirements down, those terms and yeah. conditions. And, down and, and the other thing they were pushing, though, is that they wanted the large companies like Lockheed, Northrop, to help the subs to also get up to standard partnerships. Not you know, if you've got subs you typically work with, because we all kind of have partnerships, really, that you, large companies, help the small companies to get up to standard. Yeah, and yeah. there's an ongoing relationship with those vendors and yes. no, supply chain. In all so, honesty, yes. there's, there, it's, it's a lot about the... Uh, there's a, there's a hardware side of this thing, but then there's just like CMI, process. the process side, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Do you have the policies in place? Are you, are, you know, a lot of stuff is, as you guys know, are you changing your passwords every six months? Are you, right. you know, procedures? Is it at least 256 characters long <laughs> and never repeat the same number? And he letter. couldn't get a password yesterday. How many new characters do I got to have? <laughs> Is this the biggest thing you hear small companies talking about now? Yes, hundred percent. Right now, cyber, hundred percent. Because either they hadn't heard about it yet, or if they have, they're concerned about how are we going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And what does it really mean? Like, what are the requirements? So the requirements are have been out there for probably two years now. They've been kind of farting around with, pardon my French, about uh, you know getting the right. What are the criteria? And mm-hmm. it really goes back to NIST. I mean, really, it's the NIST standards. It's, it's, it's straightforward, so, but, it, but it still takes time and money, right? Yeah. Even if you're a company that has 10 laptops, right? It goes back to um, even your hardware that you have that your is your wireless system secure? Is your um, are, are you doing port security on your routers? And so yeah. there's other companies the that control are, mechanisms of the exactly. right. of control. Yeah. So the standard stuff we all should be, that, that's their big gripe. The government right. says, look, it's yeah. stuff you should have been doing. Yeah. The 853. Yeah. Right. Mechanism, yeah. All those controls. Right. To... But there is, there's other companies out there. You know, there's one that we we're friends with down in Pueblo, um, that, uh, cyber privacy dot today, they have what they're calling, uh, cybersecurity in, in a box, box. Yeah. which is a, a very, very cost-effective way to get all the hardware requirements done. That's awesome. They, if you're a small business of zero or one to a hundred people, yeah. they can come in and they'll monitor your entire network. They put they, the box on the wall, like in your garage, put it next to your power thing. And it takes everything's over. run through it and they come out and they update all everything. That you and need. if they ever, if you ever have anybody trying to attack you, they'll call you up 24 seven and say, Hey, we just saw a hack coming on board. Yep. Take a look at this. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's so, what I was looking forward to when they started trying to implement something like this. Yep, is individuals that were coming out to really have some very good ways to support that small business. Yeah, so it yeah. sounds like people rose to. Gates. That's exactly what it is. it's driving yeah. a whole new market. I yeah. think really. I think so, yeah. There are mm-hmm. quite a few shammers out there. You know, word of caution to the small government contractors out there. You know, there's guys. Oh, we'll bring you to CMMC level three. Well. They were saying that, and they hadn't even established the yeah the standards yeah. yet. What they were, we're like, how can you be claiming that when we don't even know what it is yet? Contact your local smalls group. Yeah, get together with some people that are going to talk about it. Yeah, and direct you to it. There's a lot of going for a scammer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We and we can help point people in the right direction. We we do have companies that we help out with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the ones that we already mentioned, we try to push some of these smalls business to them because we trust these people, right? We, yeah, we know that they're in. Of, exactly. Yeah. Ones. Exactly. Yeah. Not somebody Because there is companies out there that are charging you $30,000 just to do an assessment of your system. Yeah. Don't pay that. There's companies out there that will give you a free assessment. Yeah. You know, because they so want your business. So. Yeah, if you, if you yeah. manage that. So, so as we're kind of closing the end toward the end here, um, Give your. Oh, this your, isn't the five oh, hour one. I no, this, this the is the, the short and the abridged version. <laughs> the small. How does somebody get a hold of you? How do they get involved? When's your meetings? Okay, well, so we're talking about getting meetings back on board here, starting in June. We're going to start doing socials again. 
Uh, don't we're still working networking. networking. Sorry, I don't. Is that social politically correct term again? I don't know. Uh, networking. Um, networking. Networking. networking is six foot. Is <laughs> <laughs> you, have you, to, know what? you have to wear those big rubber balls. You know what? <laughs> we, we've been we've been talking to our lawyer about this, and people just sign sign here saying yes. You know the risk. You're an adult. If you if you want to come, come. If you no, don't, stay home. Balls. Don't care. Yeah, the so you have so meet up the meetup groups people no, can sign up for. No, we actually no, we just have the website. Uh, we have a website www.thesmalls.org. Smalls.org. Smalls.org. And then uh, we are going to start having meetings. So if you go to the website, we'll let you know when the meetings are, where we're going to do it. Um, again, we're just starting to do that now. We do have the weekly podcast that's also on the website. And we also have, uh, if you sign up for our newsletter, you get a weekly calendar of all the events out there across Colorado and also nationwide now with all the virtual Everything. meetings that are going on. You can you can see kind of the meetings and events that are related to small government contracting. Awesome. You can also email us um, at smallscolorado at thesmalls.org or justnate at thesmalls.org. Um, it's out there. Uh, look us up. Get on the podcast. We're always looking for people on our podcast as well, just trying to focus on small businesses, trying yep. to help each other out. And reach out to us, too, if you uh, want to get passed along. So we'll do that. Anything there in final thoughts, Tim? Uh, sounds like a great choice. I really like the idea of on the smalls. So, All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining today. And uh, we look forward to going to have these guys on again because this has been a riot. <laughs> <laughs> no, next time it's your turn to come on ours. So. <laughs> we're, we're in. All right. Yeah, have a good evening. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of New Cyber Frontier. Remember to get involved. Often we think that someone else will handle privacy and security in the virtual world, but you are the only one truly in command of your virtual fate. Join our mailing list so we can keep you informed of breaking news and new releases. If you have an idea, if you have a question that you would like to hear answered, or if you want to get involved with our efforts, reach out to us at NewCyberFrontier.com. We also encourage you to visit our sponsors' links as they are the ones that really make this show possible. I want to thank each of you for supporting the show, and we look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of New Cyber Frontier.